and welcome to the MPC Mississippi podcast. I'm Dr. Zanzi McLaurin, the chairperson for Mississippi. I'm Tony McLaurin, vice chairperson for Mississippi. With this podcast, we will have some informative, interactive, and fun conversations. Our podcast goals are to have some power-packed episodes to keep you updated on all things NPC Mississippi, NPC USA, and NPC Worldwide. We will highlight our athletes, local shows, promoters, guests, and sponsors. So let's dive in. Today, we have such an amazing guest that needs no introduction, but I will just graze the surface. It is none other than Mr. Mike O'Hearn, and he is such a pioneer in the fitness industry. He has been and is a fitness model, a personal trainer. I can go on and on, but he's been on the cover of over 500 magazines. He's a four-time Mr. Natural Universe, and he has appeared in none other than the American Gladiators as the Mr. Titan. And let me tell you, the most important thing that I am so admiring Mr. Mike O'Hearn about today is that he is an amazing father and such a great partner to Miss Mona. So welcome, welcome, Mr. Mike O'Hearn. I'm just going to call you Mike uh, to be a little unofficial. How are you? It's so great to have you on the podcast tonight. How is everything going? Everything's great, and I love being here with you guys. And I know we got to talk a little bit off camera and stuff, but your guys' energy comes through this. And I, oh. I, and I love that. I love the energy just coming right through you guys. I can tell the souls are just beautiful. So. Well, you know, we give God the glory for that because without him, we are nothing. And I had to, I'm normally never a little nervous, but I got a little, some butterflies in my belly knowing that I was going to interview you today because you are so, such a great person holistically. And I want everybody to know what you're doing, what's new on the horizon with you. So let's start off by just giving the audience and specifically our MPC Mississippi audience, tell them a little bit about you, even though I know they know, but what's going on in your world, what's new and what have you been up to? Um, well, let me start with this because I'm coming out there to hang with you guys here in another couple months to guest pose at Mr. Mississippi. Absolutely. So I'm excited. I'm so excited about coming out there and guest posing and, and meeting everybody and, uh, I love that. I love that. Um, so I'm so looking forward to that. And then also some good cooking, that Southern cooking. Ooh, Mike, Saturday are you going to get off your diet? <laughs> <laughs> so, so hopefully everybody awesome. comes out, come on down, meet me. I'll be there at the, at the morning show, at the night show. Um, I'll be running through the audience, picking up guys and girls, picking <laughs> over the heads, whatever it takes. But uh, I love it. I love it. We're so looking forward to you coming to the MPC Mississippi Championships on July 17th. And you can pick up whomever you want to. <laughs> well, I just got back from filming a movie called The Book of Cain. And oh. I was down in yes. Louisiana. Oh, yes. Yeah. And so we were in the bayou and the bayou country. And it was yes. amazing. Yeah. Yes. It was amazing to film, but it was also just... Um, 
amazing to have this area kind of like blocked off and it was just the, the, the cast and to be doing these film, the, the shoot at night um, in, in, in the swamps and all that. And you got the alley, you know, the alligators or I don't know if it's alligators or crocodiles. I don't know. Which yeah. way. Um, but alligators. It's alligators, alligators. Yeah. And when so, you shine the light on them, you see the little bit of eyes. They're sitting there looking at you. They say they're looking at me. I'm yeah. coming out of the water. I'm like, whoa, 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 whoa. <laughs> <laughs> we're good, we're good. So it was a, it was an incredible, it was just nice being down with that Southern hospitality, um, mostly because that was like my first big trip out of this lockdown from California. Yeah. So it was really nice to go somewhere where it was just kindness, yes. kindness and that energy again and, and walking around down there and the, um, you know, in, in the bourbon district. So yeah. it, was, it was great, man. And, and the cooking down there. Wow. I, I don't know how anybody in the Southern down South gets in shape. I said that to my, I said, I had, I don't know what I had. I had some chicken and stuff and it was barbecued chicken and I'm eating this going, I couldn't be in shape down here. <laughs> I would be 360 pounds. I mean, I give you guys props. I'm in California. You know, they talk right. a big game here. Yeah, but it's, right. nothing, it's nothing like down, down in the South and the cooking down there. These guys can't even match it down there. So congrats. And good Southern food. Yeah. So it's amazing. Um, but we finished that movie. We finished a movie right before that called uh, The Seven uh, the Seven Deadly Sins. Oh, wow. Do so, tell us. Uh, it's an, it was a, it's an anime um, show that was turned into a live action. And I got to play this uh, very, um, <laughs> I wouldn't say, uh, let me put this, not arrogant, confident. Oh. <laughs> confident guy. Um, I'm like, that's not you. (laughs) (laughs) So it was was some really great uh, characters. I got to play this last three, four months now doing these and and, uh, it's it's fun. And then obviously the training is going great. um, Yes. And I'm excited about bringing in something freaky to the Mississippi show. So that's what I've been up to. Yeah, you're a busy guy, and that leads me to ask you this question, which, you know, doing my additional research, because I've known you for years, I mean, we are are practically right around the same age, but just doing my additional research, I know that you are a man of great morals, values, and you are very, very humble. So I want you to share with the audience what inspires you to continue doing what you're doing and to really stay on your course? Uh, I think it's the chip on the shoulder. It's wow. still, I still, I carry that chip on the shoulder. I don't dust it off. I, I don't, um, I'm still that kid that grew up with dyslexia. The kid that grew up, couldn't read and write, got put into special eds, got told, uh, I'll become nothing. Um, you're special. Oh. We stay there, just hush your mouth, don't say nothing. Um, mm. I'm still that kid forever. And 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 I love that because that one that one little thing that I thought was a hiccup in life, right? My greatest key and strength to go us odd cats, not only yes. make it, but you guys are allowing us to be different and, and, and making me for sure stay different. And I love that aspect. And I think that's something that I've carried my whole life to say, I'm gonna make my own road. This is my own journey. 
and uh, I think that's one of the first things that Joe Weider said to me. Mm. And and I knew it at 20 years old when I'm working with Joe and we're doing a shoot and he just said, keep doing you, keep doing you. you're on the right path. You don't need to be like these guys. And I was like, done. That's from Joe. So, I love that. Yeah. So and when Joe good. speaks, he makes his words really set root. And I love that you said you carried that good chip. You know, it wasn't that bad chip. It was a good chip that really, and, and I'll get to this in one of my other questions, that gave you your purpose. And you stuck to that purpose. And that purpose is what has created the mic that we see today. So, and I don't know if a lot of people knew that you were dyslexic, but I'm happy that you shared that because it'll give other individuals that encouragement that they need mm -hmm. to step outside of their comfort zone for any weakness that they may see. And it really isn't a weakness. It actually is a strength. That's, I think that's the whole point. Cause I think the chip, everybody takes a chip different way. You know, it, sometimes that chip breaks somebody. Uh, sometimes say cave to it and some other people and everybody I've sat down with and talked to, they all have that chip or that, that depression moment. Absolutely. And, and, and it seems like the people that keep moving, use it in good and go, yes. that's not going to break me that no, that's going to make me. And I think it's one of those things that I think mostly with people I meet, it's that, that energy, that, that inside going, I'm okay that this happened. And that, I mean, anybody that's listening to this, trust me, that one thing mm -hmm. that everybody says, oh, that's odd. You, you're not as bright as me, or you, you can't read this. Greatest gift in my world. And mm -hmm. I thought a crutch. I thought it was like a hiccup. It was like, oh man, I'm going to be, I'm going to be behind everybody. I didn't mm -hmm. realize it took me above everybody in a sense that it gave me that passion to push harder. So use it, use it, use it. Don't be, don't follow the trendsetters. And I think that's what would have happened to me. I honestly think if I wouldn't be anywhere close to where I am today, if mm -hmm. I was in the regular classes with the regular kids, learning, learning to re reading and writing all fine, I would have been like, okay, I just, I'm fitting in. This is good. Absolutely. It was, uh, it was the greatest gift. I love it. I love that because you did not allow that situation to define you. Mm -hmm. It refined you. And allow you to really, I mean, really say, you don't tell me who I can or cannot be. I am going to be who I know I can be. So that just gives me such warmth in my heart because you truly, when I tell you this, Mike, you truly are a hero. Uh -huh. There are so many people out there that we say are heroes that truly aren't, but you are a hero and a hero to many. Thank you. That, 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 that drive and that chip, which you have, Mike, um, you remember when I was in nursing school yes. and what they told me I couldn't do and who oh, I couldn't become yes. just because of how I looked. It was absolutely, it, it set such a fire and such a desire in me to prove to you, wait a minute, you're going to tell me I can't be a manager. I can't be in the upper echelon of nursing. I can't. And how many years later? About 19 years later? Yes. Yeah. I don't even look. Some of them are working for me right now. Exactly. <laughs> right now, some of them are working for me. I, yeah, I remember you. Uh, exactly. Go take care of that. And you don't treat them any different. I don't treat them any different. I don't treat them any different. 
I love yeah, I, I, I can already tell that you guys, you guys, it's cool that you guys come from a, I always say a place of love. Yes. Come from a place of love. And, yeah. and they said that stuff and it fired you up. Yeah, you're cool. I'm good with you. I'll, I'll be polite and everything, but that fired me up to do something. Yes. And I think that is incredible. And I think that mm -hmm. I, I wish, and, and I'm trying to be a, a father now. And I'm trying to understand how to do what my parents put on to me and how they mm -hmm. did. Cause, because we're growing up in a different world than what we grew up in. Yes, yes. we are. Yes. Paper route at eight, nine years old. Um, and you know, my parents are like, all right, go do your, you know, I can't fathom sending my eight year old kid when he turns eight to go out and do a paper route. I'd be right. too scared. I'd be like, no yes. way you can't. Times are different. Times are different. So I'm yeah. trying to think of those values on how to teach him respect, mm. respect yeah. money. Um, don't worry about what people say, the naysayers or, or, or fitting in. Mm. So yes. it's, it's yes. awesome for me to sit down with you guys and just talk about this and just see how you guys come off of this positivity and how you guys are so successful in what you do. And I love the team you guys are. <laughs> oh, yeah. We truly are a team for sure. And we, we figured that the more we do together, the stronger we are. So together we're stronger and he has a different perspective on things. And so do I, uh, sometimes my personality is a little stronger than he is. And then sometimes he is the stronger, but it just meshes and makes things work. But I do want to just piggyback off what you said. That's making me think of this. When you don't listen to the naysayers, because that's just noise. That's just the grumblings of the world, because guess what? They see in you what they wish they had in themselves. And you did not give them your power. You didn't give them your energy. You didn't give them your energy. Mm -hmm. And you used your power for where you wanted to go in your life. And you're continually doing that. And it means so much. And it just really resonates so loudly. And you know, Mike, you're such a, a great example, a, a great positive example of uh, genetics, yes. uh, hard work, commitment, and drive. What are some of your principles that you live by to staying in shape yeah. and condition? I know you want to say you want to stay out of the South. I already heard you say you want to stay out of the South. <laughs> and, and give some advice on being consistent with a good nutritional plan. So like all of us here, We've, we've been able to have conversations with the most elite. Yes. I've talked to Arnold. What worked for you? What didn't? My training partners is Robbie Robinson. Yes. You know, he's one of the main people I'll just suck the knowledge from just because he's 76. And to be able to do that for that long a period, mm -hmm. there's something he knows that the 22-year-old that came in for a year and then it's gone. No. Right. So right. what is it about these greats? They not only did it, but they continued on. And uh, it comes down to the most basic thing that nobody ever wants to hear. Mm. Consistency. Absolutely. Mm -hmm. Day in and day out, doing the very best you can. You might yes. have some hiccups there, here and there, but it's consistency. It's not this, uh, yeah, I did it for three months and now I've been off for two months. I'm going to get back on for a month and I'm off for three. It's the day to day, every single day. And I was lucky enough to be so young in a family that all were athletes and bodybuilders and martial artists that I started wow. at eight years old. And so I, 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 I made those habits 
so ingrained in me because obviously by 16, I've already did it for half my life. Right. And so it was the eating every two hours. It was going to bed because I needed to train before my brothers and sisters trained in the morning. I had to get up right. to a paper route. I had to get up <laughs> my training and, and paper route done before school. So right. those habits were created so early on that I never slipped out of that. And that's the one thing. It's just, it's the consistency of staying on a good, healthy nutrition plan. Healthy. Yes. Not fad, not the latest Excellent. fad. Yes. Healthy nutrition plan that I know I'm going to have bread because right. I'm not going to go 60 years without bread. I'm going right. to cost just a hypothetical. That's a metaphor for I eat everything in a healthy, functional way. Yeah. And when it comes to training, I stay basic. I stay absolutely basic because the basics work. I don't need to jump around the gym and jump up on a bar over here and go suntan <laughs> over there, pose in the mirror over here, take a screenshot over here and then get back to you. I can just do basic exercises that they did in the 60s and 70s and 80s. Yes. And those basic exercises make the skeleton mm. strong. Yes. Connective, connective tissue strong. Yes. You can always gain muscle. Yes. But if the body's functioning correctly, then I can continue forward. And so that's, that's the simple breakdown. And you know how many people hate that? A lot. bunch of them. I want the trick diet. What's what'd you do for the last That's right. WWE called me and goes, Hey, Bobby's got to shoot. Can you do your dry out? Now you guys know what a prep week is a dry out. Oh, oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Can you yeah. imagine somebody calling and going, Hey, I'm on TV in a week. Can I do your dry out? It should work. Right. I'm like, well, no. there's the whole <laughs> prep before that. And then the dry out. And then you yeah. look hopefully great on stage. Right. It's like they want the trick. Hey, do you superset every set? Do you do fatigue? Do you do? I train around 70 to 80% every day because your wow. body can't go 100% every single day. There's That's right. That's right. So I love that. I'm, I'm pretty basic. And, and then I just listen to the body because you can only train as well as you recover. That's so deep, yeah. Mike. And I so, so, so agree with you. And one thing that I really want the audience to hear from you and hear it loud and clear is what you just said, consistency. Yes. And I, I did a little video the other day that was focused and centered around being the chief executive officer of consistency and minding your own business. And that basically means if I am consistent in what I do and what I produce, and I mind my own business and stay in my lane, my traffic, I control. And so that is key in how you train your body, how you produce such great outcomes with your physique and how successful you are. So that leads me to ask you this, because I was listening to one of your uh, interviews and you mentioned this, and I so love it. And I want you to know I'm going to steal it from you. We'll borrow, <laughs> uh, loan it. <laughs> is you have such a warrior mentality. And when you said that, I said, absolutely, that's what he has. And that when by having that warrior mentality, that actually keeps you with your momentum. So what advice can you share about how you maintain a growth mindset that really keeps you with that warrior mentality? Uh, 
let me try to help them because there's two things. I, I'm going to get to the warrior mentality, but something you said before that was about staying in your lane and stuff. I yeah. want people to know it, it's easy for you and me to say that and stuff. It is hard. It it's is hard. hard. And we're not hard. saying it's not hard. It's very exactly. hard to not look over here and look over here or hear the naysayers and, mm -hmm. and, and have it played. But that's why you got to go back into your lane. That's why you got to go back into your mindset and, and get the alone time or get the training time. For me, my meditation is that training time. And yeah. I, I correct myself or set myself up with the training because it's, if I feel like I was a born gladiator mm, um, and you I are. Need a battle every day. Um, now that's just something that's in me and how I was raised in a sense. And so that, that battle is, I don't care if it's a workout partner that we're going to compete against each other that day or, right. or, or a match or um, me just lifting the weight that day. Um, but that's how I do the battle. And that's how I get inside my head. And then all that noise, all that mm -hmm. constant, because you talk to nobody more than you talk to yourself. Oh, say it again. Preach to the choir. Yeah. So that voice in my head at times, it, it gets to me. And so that workout is, and, and I've said this the other day, is that I, I don't have my partners yell for me or cheer me on for lifts. I have them very, very quiet. And I also don't put the music on at Gold's Gym Venice until I'm done training. I want I no music. It. I want nothing. I want the noise of the weights and that that weight, that muffle. And it's like if you've ever been in a tussle, mm -hmm. it's, it's muffled. You really don't hear everybody cheering for you as a fight. You just hear a muffle in your head. And I always hear the voices, that chip on the shoulder, the voices. And I just battle that. And I win. And I win every day. And I get in and I get the workout in and I win that mind battle and then i can continue on through the day and that um, takes care of that gladiator that needs to be peaceful yes i can go here i can destroy and then i'm peaceful outside the rest of the day or even below peaceful very i always called a peaceful warrior mm. so it's i'm kind and stuff but you know it's it's you got to get the battle in for me and that's that motivates me every day to go to the gym that motivates me to do what i do and the Mona's the same way, you know, they, my upbringing is nothing relative to how she grew up in a communist country, had to sneak yes. out there and come to America, didn't have electricity until she was 17. And it's like, I grew up with a mom and dad that married and 10 kids and we got fed, you know, it's like right. it's two different worlds. So two different worlds, but that same mentality of we both want to continue to get better and strive and strive. And, and it's that. The yin and yang. One's very aggressive. That. One's very calm. Yes. Yes. But it mixes together. I love that. That is a serious mind, body connection, focus. What you have just brought up there. All that is connected. And that's how you maintain your focus. And you've done some amazing things in your life. And we all know that the best is yet to come. Oh, gosh, but the yes. best is yet to come for you. Um, all the things you have done comes from compassion that you do every day. Uh, share with us what inspires you to do what you do. And when did you know you were living in your purpose? I knew what I wanted to do at eight years old. Done. Wow. wow. That was when I knew I'm what, what, I, what I, I saw Bruce Lee and Arnold Schwarzenegger um, and Sergio Olivier. And I was like, wow, these guys, you know, I saw Sergio Olivier in person as just a young little prepubescent kid. And I'm like, <laughs> you're a superhero. 
And and then I saw Bruce Lee on TV and I saw Arnold Schwarzenegger magazines and I'm sitting there going, I want to be the combination. Yes. yes. I want to be show and go. I want to be able to be athletically badass like Bruce Lee, but I want to look like, you know, Arnold Schwarzenegger. Arnold. So wow. at that age, I knew what I wanted. And then I think when Joe Weider called me, because I was on the covers of the magazines, but I was still living in Washington. Right. He met me before then because I, uh, I was winning shows and everything. And he goes, uh, Michael, we need you in California. You need to get here. I'm bringing you down. Right. I'm like, wait a minute. This guy brought down Arnold Schwarzenegger from overseas and he's bringing me down from Washington. And I think at that moment I said, all that work, this is it. And there was no, the, the amazing thing is like, I hear Arnold talk about don't have a, a, a second option of B plan or anything. Never did. Yeah. Never did, which is weird because I come from a family. Mom and dad was very religious, both college graduates, both uh, very, very bright. My dad was a school teacher. My mom was a writer. Right. So they were very, hey, I need you to do this, this, and this. Right. How you right. Go and they got down to me after nine kids and they go, they go, they actually, my dad actually came in when I, when I kind of loaded up the U-Haul said, I'm, I'm going to try to, I'm going to, I'm going to move to <laughs> California. And I'm scared. And I am scared to go. Right. My training partners. We all agreed. Hey, in June, June 1st, we're off to California. All four of us. So I got calls that day. All three of them said, right. not going. Mm. Oh, wow. My dad comes in the bedroom and he goes, I need you to get out of this place before mom gets home. Get out of here. Get in the I'm car. Kidding. Get, get. And he was very just like, uh-uh, I do not want you here when my, when your mom gets home. And I'm driving down to California and I'm like, I'm doing this on my own, you know, and, and, and I realized what he did and what he saw in me, yes. which I didn't, I never had a B plan. This was it. And, and yes. he knew I didn't need to follow the protocol of all older nine brothers and sisters or what they wanted me to do. Absolutely. To go live my journey. And, and I went to do that. And the passion, the passion comes from every day. It, it's, I said it before that, I really want to, I love the meditation of the weightlifting. Mm. I know most people go in, they go, oh, I worked out. I got a good pump. I want the, I want that pressure on yeah. the weights trying to break me. And yeah. that fight every day, I have to have it. It's an addictive thing that yeah. I love that battle because it just, it clears me up and makes me a different human walking out of there. And so that oh I need it every day. So that, that there's no motivation. Right. motivation it comes and goes. Absolutely. It's temporary. Yeah, it's temporary. It's the passion. I, I believe this. Mm, that is so deep, Mike. And you actually just answered the question that I was going to ask you, but I'll add a little twist to it. I know that Joe Weider has been such a, a reckoning in your life and somewhat of a role model for you. What was one of the most important or standalone advice that he gave you that you'd like to share with us today? At a photo shoot, you hand me that bottom right cover. So I'm at a photo shoot. Right. And there's me and four other Mr. Olympia guys there. Okay. And, um, we're doing the shoot. And he goes, Mike, you're going to shoot last today, okay? Okay. Oh. All right. All right. So I got some time here. So I go relax. I'm eating and stuff like that. 
And then all the other guys from the O uh, were done. You know, it's, it's like Monday. So the Olympia was like on that Saturday and stuff, Friday and Saturday. And right. So it's Monday. So it's my time to shoot now. And so we're shooting and stuff. And he's like, don't change a thing the way you're doing this. Cause there was things I couldn't talk about. I couldn't talk about doing the natural shows and being drug tested for gladiators or, or body. Right. I couldn't talk about any of that. And that's fine with me. I didn't care. Cause I did that because of myself. I didn't do that right. because of others. Right. And he says your physique, how big you are, how you look, mm. you don't need to do this. You oh, just okay. have to do that. Right. And I think at that point, and it was, it was actually, that shoot right there. Five oh, my gosh. <laughs> I love that. Look at you. <laughs> so, Every man's dream yeah. to be in that picture. Hey, what's your photo shoot today? Five girls hanging on you. Ah, oh, I don't want to do that. <laughs> yeah, right? <laughs> he, he had that conversation with me, and it's a conversation I've never, ever forgotten. And it also cleared, it confirmed my belief on that I was doing things different. And I was doing things the way I wanted to do it. And you guys know this. You guys you guys run it out there, right? Mm-hmm. So let me ask you guys a question. Because okay. there's be a lot of people getting on stage. Yeah. All, I think all of them are there to appease the judges. Now, this is going to be a tricky answer for you guys. Because when do you go on stage not to appease them? but to appease yourself and give your piece of art of what you think you should look like. And what happens is what happens. I did is that I got on stage how I wanted to look. I was like, wow. I got off stage, you know, and somebody goes, you want it. Oh, you look great. But you know what? If you put on 25 pounds, you would even, and I'm like, all right, thank you. And I walk away going, yeah. ain't going to happen. Not yeah. doing it. Yeah. And, and, and Tommy and I will answer that question this way. And you chime in with me. Uh-huh. But I tell the athletes all the time, every time you step on stage, you are a winner, regardless of your placement, because you are doing something that only a small percentage of the world will ever want to do and are capable of doing. So you have already won. So go on that stage, bring your best package and know that. You are competing against your best you. And I know this is a subjective sport where we are judging you with your physique towards others, but knowing that you trained and you were consistent, you were committed, you stuck with your goal and you stepped on that stage, that is all that matters. Would you agree, Tom? I, I totally agree. So when you first get on that stage and that Foot, that right foot first touches that stage and we see you come out you do you don't worry about the naysayers back there don't worry about the people in the audience you do you you come out with that confidence of how you train how you eat the nutritional plan the lifestyle change all the blood sweat and tears that you come out yeah you bring that out you do you you bring out your personality the characteristics that you have be confident in who you are don't worry about what happens. If you 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 do you, everything else will fall into place. Absolutely. That's all you got to do. Absolutely. I agree. I wish I wish more people the the, the hype of the win with yeah. this golden this golden rainbow. If I win, this happens. Right. Well, that's not true. 
I mean, Tom Plaz never won, but Tom Plaz was so famous and a legend because he was him. Yes. Absolutely. That was my first training partner when I got to California. And it's like, if you go out there and you create a physique that you like, that you prefer, even if you lose to somebody else, I'm assuming you should walk off the stage going, I got third to them, but I like my physique over the rest of the people. There's nothing wrong with saying that. Absolutely. You could take 15th and go, well, I, I, I prefer my physique over the other 14. And Absolutely. I wish more people would do that instead of going, I took 14th. Did you look the best? Uh, best I ever looked, but I got to do this, this, and this, and this. For improvements. Do you, do you want to do that? Right. I mean, that's that first is that is my, my question. Do you want to have 30 inch thighs? Is that your goal? Mm-hmm. Because they, they think your thighs need to come up. And it's like, if it's not, then you're fine. You don't need to change it. I mean, if the ultimate goal is no, no, I need to be number one and look how they want me to look. I guess that's just something that I've been able to stay away from and go, I really like how I can create my body the way it looks and, 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 and do what I do I'm and be able that. to keep that relative to going. Cause they, I'm at the tall, I'm six, three. I had to go on stage at 300 pounds to, to, to do something. And it's like, I don't want to be 350 off season. No. The other thing about that too, that, you know, I want to add is, you know, your boundaries, you know, your limits, and it's good to get a critique and listen to, you know, what the judges have to say to you, because I do tell the athletes that, but you know, your personal goals. And you have to really stick to what you are going to want to be and where you want to go in this sport. Because I totally agree with you, Mike. There's only a small percentage that are going to be the upper echelon of the sport. And so utilize the sport as a passion, as a hobby, as a driver for you and see where it takes you. Uh, but you are a testament of where you can even go further. All right, Mike, we're going to get into our question, what we were talking about <laughs> earlier. Okay, okay. About, I, you I ready there, big guy? You ready? I want to say one thing real quick, just because yes. everybody listening, go in there, do the very best you can. Go in to win. Yes. yes. Talk to the judges afterwards. Yes. And then yes. make your decision later. But, but I want you to go in that the show is not – you're not done. When you do the show, that's technically when you need to start if you want to make this a business or you want to make a career out of it. That's when it starts. You don't get to go out and have the cheat meal after. You can have one cheat meal. I'll give you that. Because we're down south. Go eat that. That's right. That's right. But start the work after that. Get the photo shoots going. Start getting the social media. Start creating who you are and be authentic and do not be an echo. And Ooh, that's how that. anybody out there that wants to create something or really want to make a, a, a dent in the health and fitness world, the world, there's not, there's not too many people. No. There's always room for someone who has a great soul and a character and a personality. So, so be you. I love that because, and I know you want to ask your question, but I have to add to this. When you are who you are designed to be, because God has equipped you with everything that you need to be so successful. But when you harness your power and utilize it appropriately, 
you will be unstoppable. You're right. You made a comment. You're going to hear the noise, but there is a difference in hearing and listening. You hear the grumblings because we need to know what's going on out there, but listen to what matters most. And that's what you did, Mike. You listened to the Joe Weeders. You listened to the Arnold Schwarzeneggers. You listened to those that were in your intimate circle that gave you that really crucial, critical guidance and leadership. So it's important to stay the course, but do listen to the grumblings, but don't allow the grumblings to really pierce your heart and your soul to where you get so numb. Stay yeah. focused. Yeah. And again, not easy, but it's not easy. Beautiful. Right. I love that. I think it's a it's a metaphor that says a boat doesn't sink because of the water around it. Mm. It sinks because of the water that gets in the boat. Mm-hmm. Yes. And That's right. such a simple statement, but it's that is very true, though. That is yeah. absolutely very true. You can true. have noise all around you. Yeah. And it's, we have it. I mean, it's going on yeah, now. <laughs> truth. Yeah, we really do right now. All right, Mike. <laughs> we were talking about this earlier. All right. About our temple. Yes. Um, our bodies are designed to be temple. This is a, a holistic spiritual part that I think about when I do this, because when you think about our Lord and Savior coming back, what if he uses your vessel to come one day and he needs to walk around on the earth in your vessel? Do you want him to walk around in something that's 450 pounds, diabetes, and just barely moving? Or do you want him to walk around in something that's 6'3"? Uh, I don't know how much you weigh there. Looking like Mike. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> looking, like, looking like Mike at this moment. You know, I'm, I'm in the 50th department. I, you know, the, AA, the AARP car comes to me and I throw that thing, thing out the window every time it comes. Like, Why are y'all sending it to somebody else? Give me, I don't need it, man. Get it away from me. I don't want to even think like that. I don't think like that. So as we get older, we gain a lot of wisdom and we learn, get a lot of maturity on our journey in life. What advice can you give younger bodybuilders or individuals in the fitness industry about being patient, mm. not trying to get those quick fixes in the gym? Mm. Let their bodies and the, and the lifestyle change work for them and, and stay away from the quick fix. Nothing is quick when you're trying to correct your body. I love that time. Yeah, time. again, uh, I'll say straight up, uh, not easy. Um, uh, mostly... I'll give you an example. Uh, from the time I was 12 and 13, I was around the greatest powerlifters in the world. Not just good guys, not just guys that were winning, the greatest in the world. And so I was lucky enough to be around them. And if anybody's out there and they got social media, follow the guys that that did it and continued after the Eddie Cohen's, uh, you know, in yeah. powerlifting or, or, or the Arnold's. Listen to their little stuff that they say, because those little things that your parents tell you. If I knew now what, you know, at your age, oh my God, I rule the world. Those annoying little things are facts. And when we get to our age, we sit here and we think about it going, I wish I lived in the moment more. I wish I tried and didn't back out of something, that regret. Those are the little things that I wish uh, uh, the young Mike, if I could talk to him, go for it. Don't worry about failing. Um, And be patient and live in the moments. Um, and one thing is, is everybody wants to want to be a champion today. I get that. I want you to be a champion for a lifetime. Amen. And if you rush it, if you rush anything, you can't keep it. 
it, it does take time, but there's a beautifulness and, and a beautifulness in the person that you create by taking time. It's an amazing thing if, if you just patient and do the work. And, and I, we're training with this young kid that came over from Austria, just like Arnold. He's 21 now. And I see me and him. It's like I have to hold him back. He's like a pit bull with training every set to fatigue. It doesn't matter if it's a warm-up set or anything. It's every set to fatigue. And I'm sitting there like, breathe, relax. Okay. Yeah. Mm. Let's train it 70 to 5%, 80%. Right. The muscle will come. You can't force anything mm. to come. You can't force love to come. You can't force muscle to come. You can't force strength to come. You can't force success to come. And if you do, then you're setting yourself up to fail big time. Because I, it was one of the greatest things that my acting coach ever said. Was when I first walked into class, he says, if you're here to get rich or famous, get the freak out. Oh, wow. And I'm like, well, I am here to get rich and famous. And I found out real quickly, it's about the passion for it. Fame and money, if, if you're chasing that, you can't stay with anything. Right. Absolutely. And it doesn't come. And when it does come, it's not the way you think it is. Right. Yes. It's not the glamour. Yeah. It really comes down to those moments. So for you kids out there, I know, again, I'm at this stage where I can say this stuff and it sounds like, oh, it's easy, guys. Just ignore. It's not easy. No. But man, who you become by being patient and going through that. You, and that's, I think, what we're trying to do. We're trying to give them knowledge on Absolutely. things we messed up on, or at least Absolutely. I messed up on it. Yeah. And if you can do that, you'll be better than me. You'll be better Absolutely. than me in my 30s. So just be patient in that sense. You know, so. I love that. Uh, hopefully that. hopefully they, they listen to this and they get something out of that but the this the thought of the 12-week prep for your show you're a different person at that show than you were 12 weeks ago mm -hmm. staying on the diet after and continuing to work you're a different person again you didn't give up 99 percent of the people that get on stage are savages to diet yeah. like that we know how hard it is and everybody's like oh i can get in shape you can get in shape once a lot of people do. They don't get in shape twice. They don't get in shape five years. It's hard. Yes. Now imagine the person that continues that pattern. It, they create something and, and it's that never give up because you start giving up on things. It becomes a habit. Yes. Don't give up. Keep pushing, keep pushing, keep pushing. So everybody gets on stage at this show. Keep pushing afterwards. I want to see some of you guys just explode. Ah, oh, such great advice. And I want to just... A piggyback off of something you said just a moment ago about the young guy from Austria. Is it Australia? Austria. Yeah, yeah you got it right. Austria. I got it right. Awesome. I tell people in the gym all the time, young, aspiring bodybuilders, females, males, it doesn't matter. I use a method that I call C squared in the gym. You must contemplate the squeeze and concentrate on your form. It's not about just doing that momentum. If you just focus on that momentum, injury, you're injury. injury prone, yep. you're not really being in tune to your body. So concentrate on your form and contemplate the squeeze. And that is when you will feel every, every fiber of your muscle. What can you add to that, Mike? I think it's 100% true. Arnold talked about all the time. People would follow him around and do the same exact workout. 
they wouldn't get the benefit because his mind is connected. Yes. People are going in there and just going through the motions. And one of the things that I always talk about is it's more important how you do it than you do it. Yes. Like I can go in and bench, and we know this, we know power lifters, they're 181 when they start their career. And five years later, they're 181. Mm-hmm. They didn't gain any weight, but they, they went from a 400 squat to a 700 squat. That's connective tissue muscle. That doesn't yeah. mean development of muscle. Yeah. Muscle is a, such a different little thing that you got to feed it right. You got to recover it right. You got to move through the exercise right. You got to pose it right. Yeah. And then you got to be balanced. Yes. Love and that. so all those things come into play. And what you said is perfect. It is they it's a just now it's it's like erase everything that you think you know yes just yes. going to the gym train it connect to it feel mm. it pose at home i know it's weird but pose at home connect to the yes. muscle yes. And, and you're gonna grow and you're gonna grow faster than the guy that's just going in just going hey i'm here to pick up on girls you know what's up <laughs> you know so it, it's connect to yeah. it I think connect to this, connect to the conversation, connect to the person with the moment. Yes, absolutely. The connectivity is, is so, so key. And it makes me think of an analogy that I, I used when I was uh, coaching someone the other day, it's about knowing that your body is a puzzle and every piece connects to the next. So every body part connects to another body part and when you focus on the connectivity of what you're doing to build such a phenomenal physique like yours and of course Tony's (laughs) it makes a big difference and you know I'll just you know throw this in because I'm in the 50-ish club where I just turned 50 I know I don't want it but anyway not the smiles you guys the smiles Thank you. But that's, it's, a, that's okay, Mike. She's going to get that card that's going to hit her head. <laughs> they go, let's go to AARP. She's going to get that card and she's going to see that realization like, oh, these people are serious, aren't they? <laughs> <laughs> so, what I was saying was, you made me lose my thoughts, Tony. I'm going to have to cut that part out. <laughs> but we're going to keep all I, this I, in. <laughs> that's right. We will. We will. We'll keep it in because it's all about conversations and, and having fun. But just having that connectivity with your body, your mind, and your soul, it truly makes such a big difference. And as we mature, that's where I was going. We're all going to get there. You may think, hey, you're a rubber band now as you're young. But as you mature, things do change. And you have to train even smarter and uh, be more crafty. Would you not say, Mike? Yeah, I I think... I've learned more in the last 10 years of lifting than I ever did prior to that, you know, because I I had great people around me. I've been in a great circle of of elites from the get go. But the one thing that I found is that that there's things I wanted to do differently. I wanted to be Mm -hmm. strong. I wanted to be continuously strong. And so I had to figure out ways. How can my body recover quick enough to where I can keep my strength, that I keep growing, but I don't hurt myself. And so you just learn so much as you do this. But if I could take a lot of the methods I know now and continue to teach the young, it's less wear and tear on the body. And I think that's the one thing I try to teach this young Austrian kid, uh, Elias. Elias, young Elias. 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 <laughs> so I, I try to teach him that you can't force it and it's got to be time just like we spoke about but on top of that 
you don't need to get in a fight every day in the sense of a hundred percent. I think that's one of the biggest things that bodybuilders, every set, it's got to, you got to be to fatigue. You got to crawl out of the gym. And it's amazing. You guys probably see this all the time too, is we can change the most minute thing on a nutrition plan or pull them off of cardio or give them more food and their body reacts beautifully. Yeah. It's like, well, because you're, you're hurting it. You're at this stage to where all you're doing is compete completely hurting it, hurting and hurting. And it's never recovering. So it's, we just learn so much and we got to keep teaching this to, to the young ones and say, you'll have less wear and tear if you do it this way. Absolutely. So that's a good point, Mike. So what techniques or tips would you like to add about how you built your brain? Um, well, to build my brand, I think it was just that it was, I was just talking about what I do. It really, that's how, mm. how it came. I talk about how I, how did I train and how did I change my training to enhance? Cause I always believe that for me, at least, I always believe that you should be athletic first mm-hmm. and then strong and, and look visually how you want to look like a superhero. Great. But you should always be athletic first. You should always have a good range of motion. You should be yes. able to tussle you should be able to do what you need to do right um and if you train with that understanding then you can continue to do this for a long period of time and i just kind of started talking about it further and further and i said i want to be that power bodybuilder i want to be the guy that mm-hmm. looked great on stage but i'll go and do a powerlifting meet the next day and beat you that's the whole uh-huh. concept and then if you want to wrestle or do some judo or whatever you want to do let's tussle <laughs> so it, it's it's that combination of all of it. And I think it just, I talked about it so much that it became my brand. And uh, that's how I grew as, as because it wasn't just the covers that I did. It was right. the knowledge. It was uh, next to Arnold Schwarzenegger, I got the most cover stories. Yes. And that's about the knowledge of nutrition, about training, about my philosophy. Um, okay. And I think that it's just, we got to continue to teach and teach and teach and Absolutely. The brand is me. It's the way I live my lifestyle. And I've been mm-hmm. one of those guys that has done it for 44 years now. And, yeah. and I love it. And I'm not stopping anytime soon. We don't want you to deal. stop anytime awesome. soon. That's awesome. We have just a few more questions because we know that you are such a meticulous man. You get <laughs> up at three o'clock and you're in bed by eight. eight. Am I right? Yep. And I think it's getting close to past that time. So, <laughs> or it may be past that time. So we're going to kind of move on really quickly. But I want to, to lead from what you just said in building your brand. And what I have seen in your journey of your life is that you, again, as I mentioned earlier, you held on to your power. Regardless of what individuals said to you, you couldn't do this, you couldn't do that. You did not allow that negativity to get into your thought process and you owned your own story. And so I want you to share with everyone the importance of holding on to your pen and writing your own story and not giving this pen to anyone else to write the narrative for you. That's that's such a big metaphor you just did there. That's huge. That's huge. I mean, it's just huge for this time that we're in. It's everything about that. It's, it's, uh, listen, I, I I was the kid that started modeling when I was 14 and 15 
and, right. and you know, the kids in schools. Well, you can't do that after 20. You know, it's well, OK. Um, you know, you can't lift. You can't lift right. until you're 30 or 40. You'll be broken by then. You know, it, it's it's the continuous of what the average says you can do. Yes. I always say there's no haters, really. There's just individuals that that just follow the next person and follow the next exactly. person. And what do you believe? I'll believe what you believe. That way we're friends. Instead of just being your own individual going, mm. why hasn't somebody done this? I'll be the right. first. I'm cool with that. And I think it's just a beautiful, as a child, I, I always talked about an ignorant bliss. And they're mm-hmm. like, well, that's bad. You were, you were dumb. Good. Good. My cup was empty. Then I'm okay with that. I didn't know any better. That. And yeah. it's, I could fill up myself and create this myself and find out for myself. And then you find out later, now in my mid fifties, then I'm still outlifting these guys. I'm strong. I'm turning with the world's strongest men and beating them on some exercises. And mm. it's not that it's like, well, you know, it's so it's, it's a continuous me believing that I can achieve something that nobody else has fully believing it and, and doing that. And then also on top of it, we got one life. And when you sit down and you oh. think about that and you mm. really think about it and go mm-hmm. today's not, you know, tomorrow's not promised to nobody. It's great. It's like, it's, it's an amazing thing. I think all of us lost a lot of people this year. I lost one of my most dear friends in the world. Oh, I'm so sorry. Uh, and, and, and how we lost him was you couldn't write it in a movie. He, he was a six, five, his name was Shad Gaspar. He was a WWE wrestler, six, five, just a good looking black guy, big smile, great yeah. on camera, huge loving yeah. brother of mine. And he met me and we met each other at a very low time in my life. Right. And, and, and he raised me up and, uh, I lost him because he went swimming with his son and got pulled in a riptide. Uh, but before he passed or before he got pulled under, he said, save my son. And then he got pulled away. Um, you, you can't write that in a movie. That's just, no. that's something that's, and to think of this guy's bigger than me and I, we'd always tussle and he'd kick my ass and right. say, how do you take this from me in four feet of water? It's, it really makes you think about life is so precious. Yes. Uh, so precious. And, and, and believe it or not, tomorrow is his one year anniversary and we're going down to the beach mm-hmm. to where we lost him. But it's just, it keeps it. I don't care how big and strong you are. I don't care about how much money you have. I don't care about whatever it is. Tomorrow's not promised to nobody. And why not write your own book? Why not do the very best you can with, with what you're given? I think that's, I think that's the main thing. Just try to every day. And I think, I, and again, it's not easy. Exactly. <laughs> you get carried away with your own self and stuff. But uh, I think I got a good team around me and I think Mona always kind of slaps me in the head and it goes, <laughs> what are you upset about? You got a good life. Relax. Exactly. You know? so exactly. It, it's, it's a tough thing, but just keep fighting to do that and try to keep that in the front of your mind that today's it right now. That's all you got. That's it. The cool. moment. Live in the moment. Uh, it's good to think forward, to plan forward, but live in the moment of each day because it is so very precious. And when you look back on some of the things that you may have gone, woe is me, boo-hoo, you're like, oh gosh, that was a waste of my time. What do they always say? They always say like, if it doesn't matter in a year or two, then why, why bug about it now? Absolutely. That's right. That's right. I'm hearing what you just said, Mike. 
and I can see the humbleness in all that you do. Yeah. Um, what advice can you give those fans, those aspiring to grow into the fitness industry, to keep themselves humble and to understand that the fans make you, but it's you that makes them as well. I, I got lucky. Uh, I, I've been around a lot of these guys who were legends, are, are real legends, not Instagram legends. I mean, like real legends. Yeah. yeah. And I see how some treat their fans and I see how others treat their fans. Right. And I realized that it's just people. It's just people. And I think Arnold's one of the greatest. Um, he's always polite. He's always kind. He's very, and he can make you feel alone in a room of a thousand people. Right. Pretty cool thing. Right. But at the end of the day, they love you. The next day, they might not love you. So you got to stay within yourself and know yeah. that all this again. As famous you are today, you're not doing any movies or anything else tomorrow. So you're forgotten. Mm -hmm. So yeah. you got to be happy with you uh, yeah. regardless of this. And I think that's where you got to kind of stay the humble part. And um, I do like running into friends that I've known for 30 years. And they, I guess one the other day, we, all my, my, my uh, staff is here. And one of my buddies from over 30 years ago goes, Mike's always been the same, always the same. <laughs> Same guy, 30 years ago as he is today. And so I, I like hearing the fact that my personality or the 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 the, the kid in me has never left. And wow. so for you guys out there, man, just don't believe the hype. Don't start believing your own hype. Don't start believing. It's nice to hear somebody say something about you and stuff, and that's great. But yeah. again, don't think that you're above everybody and don't think that you're, oh, I'm special. So I, I need the red carpet treatment kind of attitude. Absolutely. Because those guys come and go. Yeah. Absolutely. Yes. Oh, man, we can't wait to meet you. we got to meet you in person. I know. I cannot absolutely. wait. I cannot that wait. is absolutely amazing. Oh, you're family now, Mike. You might as well just, you know, know that you're part of our clan. What are we going to do? We're going to do that handshake. You remember the movie uh, The Predator when Arnold Schwarzenegger met? Uh, yeah, they did that. Yeah. We're going, yeah I'm right going there, I'm to do some 80 pound dumbbells now so I can kind of match you or something. <laughs> Well, this is my last question, and then I want you to close with whatever you want to close with. But I can't leave the podcast without asking this because of the climate and the culture of the world that we live in. And, you know, I have had my failures in life and life, you know, failures are just inevitable. Um, will you share with us one of your biggest failures that did not define you? but it refined you and what did you learn from it and how did you overcome it? I, th I think, I think one of my biggest failures is when I, uh, uh, depending on others to make me happy, you know, it's like you get in a relationship and you depend on the other person to make you happy. Mm -hmm. And I think what, what pulled me out is because I was losing my mother at the time. Uh, I put a lot of pressure on my girlfriend at the time. Mm. And, um, I think when I collapsed on that and got depressed after losing my mom, because I did the guy thing when I lost my dad, mm -hmm. I'm tough. Okay. That's life. My, my old man's gone, move on. And I should have dealt with it. I think by living in the pain of after losing my mom and stuff, it really showed me that I it's, this all has to stem from me and everything about this. And I think it goes back to the point of, you know, as we're going through this journey, man, keep writing your book, but also remember that this is your journey 
and you got to make yourself happy. You can't rely on somebody else. You're not going to get all the breaks in the world. People aren't going to hand you anything. Uh, life's tough on everybody. Yes. And again, I, again, I know this is <laughs> okay. I'll, I'll do that. That's no problem. That's easy enough, but it, it's tough. It's tough again, you know, people, you start going, oh, why me and stuff? And you got to snap out of that. Exactly. Everybody has hardships. So, yes. Exactly. Yes. You just got to keep pressing forward and know that regardless of what you're going through, it does not put that label on you. And you shouldn't allow others to put labels on you. You have to say, that happened. How am I going to overcome it? These are the things I am going to do to overcome it and move on and mike you have truly done that in your life your journey has been such an interesting one but one that tells such an amazing story and to know that you have reached this point in your life and you are doing such amazing things is a testament in itself and it should encourage everyone that listens to this podcast. And as you said, if we don't have that self-drive and that self-motivation, but maintain that and have that growth mindset, we're just moving in the motions. But we want to do more than move in the motions. We want to set good footprints so that others behind us can pick up those breadcrumbs and learn from them. And that is what you have done, my new friend. I so adore you. I uh, so respect you. Is there anything else you'd like to share as we I, No, I don't want to wreck what you just said. That was beautiful. I mean, it's like <laughs> I could just sit and talk to you guys forever. Hey, I, we can make it happen. <laughs> right? I cannot wait to hang out with you guys. I can't wait to hang out with you guys. Uh, there's nothing more I want to add. Except just, just if I can say anything, I guess. For anybody out there that's going through hardships, and I know it's a hardship right now with everybody, yes. uh, we're all struggling, we're all going through it, but man, just stay as best you can and positive, and uh, tomorrow's going to be a better day. Keep your head up. We, let's keep going. We'll get through this, and uh, it's going to be a beautiful time, and we're going to have a real good time here in, in Mississippi when I'm guest posted and eating. I love it, and Mike, we so appreciate you for hanging out with us tonight. And being on the MPC Mississippi podcast with us, we look forward to you join us, joining us July 17th at the MPC Mississippi Championship as our guest poser. And let me tell you, I have really heard all the good noise, how excited everyone is to see you. My nephew, it's so funny. He said, hey, have you guys ever heard of this guy, Mike O'Hearn? Like, <laughs> and he said, I said, yes, we're going to interview him Friday. He said, no way, no way. I said, yes. I said, and he's going to be at the show. He said, I'm coming. I so there's a lot of people coming to see you, Mike. You are such a wonderful guy. And thank you again for joining us on the MPC Mississippi podcast. I love you guys' really energy. Thank you. You guys, you. Are, you guys are great. You are awesome. Uh, you are awesome. Mike, thank you so much. Absolutely. Thank you for joining us today. We hope that you have enjoyed this episode of the MPC Mississippi Podcast, where all inclusive champions live. 
Remember that champions are made from something deep inside that stems from a desire, a dream, and a vision. You have to have that skill and will, but that will must be stronger than that skill. Keep being the champion that you are designed to be. Don't forget to share, like, and subscribe. See you next time on the NBC Mississippi Podcast.